welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. I have been to many, 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 many conferences. And I have said on this show and uh, to lots of friends that the Integrated Partners Conference felt different. And I think there's a couple of reasons why. One is because Paul, who's the CEO, and then Rob Sandrew, who's our guest today, there's something about their leadership in this organization that I feel is a game changer in the industry. And that's just my opinion, and you guys don't care about my opinion, but that's how I feel. So uh, I've got Rob with us today. Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Matt. All right, brother. I need to know your journey. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I've been in the, the, the industry for about, God, 30 years almost. Can't believe I have to say that out loud. But, but at the end of the day, I started like a lot of people. I wholesaled. I ended up on Wall Street, which was very interesting. I was actually... I was at Bear Stearns during the financial crisis. We could do a whole podcast on that. <laughs> I've got crazy stories. Yeah. It was one of the most valuable lessons of life and business I've ever learned. It was one of the most horrifying career moments to be sitting at a front row seat to watch just this whole thing unravel. And I was, I was with Bear, made it through to J.P. Morgan, had a bright idea of going from J.P. Morgan to Merrill Lynch to get out of the mess. And my first day was when Bank of America bought Merrill Lynch. So I went from, you know, the kind of the frying pan into the fire type scenario, but learned a ton, worked with a a number of different, you know, we'll call it advisory firms, hedge funds, broker dealers, RIAs, really just started to love the RIA business in particular, ultimately ended up at LPL Financial for a handful of years, working with like large enterprises that were working with, you know, we'll call it high net worth, ultra high net worth clients. And I, at that point, ended up getting introduced to Paul Sagany. And my mission when I was at LPL was to try to pull what was at the time integrated financial partners, which we are now integrated partners, out of the firm they were at and have them go independent, which I ultimately was able to be part of. It wasn't necessarily all of me, but in 2016, um, Integrated Partners actually went independent and I was along for the journey. Paul called me up one day and said, you know what, I think because of the relationship we built and the kind of the way that we look at the world and the industry and our philosophies, we lined up, we lined up really, really well and we decided to work together. Mm-hmm. And fast forward to where we are today, you know, back, back in 2016, we had about 97 advisors and about 3 billion. Today, we're roughly around 13 billion, depending on the market, yeah. with 167 advisors. It's been a fantastic journey. And I think it's, you know, again, Paul is just a fantastic individual. He really believes in our mission to help advisors, to help clients. We're very much a planning-based organization and very holistic in our approach. And it's worked out very well. All right. 
So what is the integrated difference, right? So you chose the name integrated partners sure. for a reason. And you please remember, it's a marketing podcast. Sure. And so many advisors now feel like they're floundering because they don't know what to do because the old school way of growing your business doesn't work as well anymore. What do you got? Oh, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I think that we have been talking about a market correction for years now and and our approach as i just mentioned is more from a a everything in our world emanates from a planning approach right so we look at the world really from that lens and the the capabilities that we've built within the organization over the last you know the firm's been around since 1996 and we continue to evolve but it's through the lens of planning and i think that's really helped us build a a solid platform that what we're finding, you know, in terms of the unpacking, as I mentioned before, what we're seeing, this is a huge opportunity for a firm like ours. We're seeing significant amount of client acquisition, new clients coming in the, in the door. We spend a lot of time with our advisors post, uh, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, everything in between about coaching, mentoring, process, right? Really understanding clients having a holistic approach. And what we have found is that a lot of our advisors are just, they're in a really good spot. They're bringing in clients. And, and what's happening is we have the CPA partnership, which you're familiar with. We work with about 165 CPA firms where we partner the CPA with an advisory team. Well, guess, what, guess what's happening right now? The CPAs are getting those calls from clients that are away from us, but you know, their clients saying, I'm really not happy with my, with my advisor. You know, I'm down 20, 30, whatever the number is percent, you know, do you have any suggestions? And we're getting referrals. And it's just been a, it's been a very, very positive. We, we look at this as a great opportunity for a firm like ours. All right. For those of you who've listened to the show, you guys know that we have an entire system in our uh, influence accelerator system that talks a lot about CPAs. But what you guys are plugging in is what we don't do, which is I don't find our clients CPAs, right? right? I mean, right. if I did, I'd charge a hundred million times more than we're charging <laughs> right now. But so how did that happen? How did you all find CPAs who are interested in this relationship? Sure. It actually goes back to Paul Sagany finding the firm, you know, when he, when he found the firm back in 1996, Prior to that, he was at a firm called Cigna Financial, which is now Sagemark. And when he was at Cigna, he was actually, back then they would, they, Cigna would go into a lot of the private banks and they would do all the advance and estate planning work, mm -hmm. some insurance work. And he was working with, even back then, $100 million plus families. And what he found is that the most trusted advisor happened to be the CPA. Right? Because it, it makes a lot of sense. Are you going to really not disclose everything to your tax advisor? Yeah. Right. It just, it makes a lot of sense, but that's where that, that trust element is such a crucial component in our world and just overall. So what, what he saw when in 96, when he started thinking about building this out is it, it the stars align because Massachusetts, where we were headquartered, now we're co-headquartered between Boston and San Diego, but Massachusetts was the first for, uh, first state to allow for CPAs at that point to take commissions or, or take oh, fees, yeah. you know, way before any fee-based business was going on and, you know, in, in the way we look at the world now. But he saw that while he was starting to build this out and said, that's really interesting. If we can find a way to align 
a CPA with an advisor and build that trust between the two and have the CPA feel very comfortable with our capabilities, with our process, with our holistic planning approach, that CPA has that confidence now to introduce their higher end clients to the advisor and the advisor in turn leverages our infrastructure to support that client. So back in 96, we started building this out. 20 plus years later, you know, you could argue we have a long way to go. We're always evolving, but it was one of those situations where we probably learned as much by like what we did wrong versus sure. what we did right. And we continue to evolve. So it's been a great ride and we're, we're, we're really focused. Paul talks all the time about CPA 500. We want to work with 500 CPAs. Generally speaking, there's a significant percentage of high net worth, ultra high net worth, family office, business owner type clients in the practice of a CPA. And we built out capabilities to really support those clients. So it's been a really nice journey thus far. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is secret sauce, brother. And you can say, dude, I'm not answering this I don't question. know. All right. But how do you help that trust be built? Great question. I think, you know, one of the questions I, I one of the comments that I really love to hear from an advisor is, I've tried that. It doesn't work. You know, I, I, I get leads that are not great leads or I, I don't I don't really see, you know, much of anything. And it's, you know, it's more happenstance that an opportunity comes my way. Well, what we did right out of the gate was we built a group within Integrated to focus exclusively on CPA firms. And we built the program out where we're not only just taking a CPA and an advisor and bringing them together, we're building process for both parties. So we're sitting on top of the CPA program or that partnership between the advisor and the CPA. And we're helping, coaching, mentoring both entities as to how to work with one another. Because what we see, there's, you know, I'm not going to name a channel, but there's one channel in particular that loves to go after assets. All they want is the assets. How do CPAs feel about that? You know this, Matt. They don't like it at all. That scares them away because then you're going to run into return situations yes. like, and here we are, right? In 2022, with the market down 25%, a lot of those advisors that are chasing assets are, are really having a hard time right now. What we very much want the advisor and the CPA to be in lockstep on is that holistic approach, very process oriented. One of the key, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you a little bit of our recipe, all right, which is we're sitting, like I said, we're sitting on top of the relationship, but when things aren't lining up properly, it's not the advisor going to the CPA or the CPA going to the advisor. It's almost like that neutral party that oh. comes in and says to the CPA, well, you know, we're not necessarily seeing the right opportunities that you're supposed to be referring into the advisor. What's going on? Let's understand what's happened. What's, where's the breakdown? And it might be, well, I'm not terribly comfortable with their process. And conversely, with the, the advisor, we're saying the same thing. You know, how do you feel about the relationship? Is the flow where you want it to be? But it's also the little things. You know, it's about execution in our business all the time. And, we, you know, you hear about all these firms and all the capabilities, but at the end of the day, can they execute? Right. right? And I think that's where the rubber hits the road. We're spending time with that CPA on simple things like, let's talk about how you introduce you know, Joe Smith, the advisor to your client. Let's, let's talk about that process, right? And there's a lot of ways which we can help CPAs identify the right type of client to introduce to the advisor. All right. 
CPAs have a major problem right now. So I don't know if you feel comfortable answering this, but we have a lot of relationships with CPAs at Proudmouth, uh, whether they are guests on our clients' podcasts or, or whatever. And there is this humongous talent gap that right. is happening. Are, do Can you guys help with, I mean, I know that's a big ask, dude, but you've seen that, you know, that's part of the reality Absolutely. of their world. What does integrated do to help them with that stuff? That's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, it's, it's a challenge. We're trying to figure that piece out. What we have tried to do is, you know, the difference, let me back up a little bit. The difference between a CPA firm and an advisory firm is the CPA only makes money when? when they basically are charging billable right. hours. I'm sorry, everybody. I was actually pretending right. to write something right. down. Right. So, so I should have just said that so, out loud. So they are only essentially, they're only, uh, their revenues are derived by the amount of hours mm-hmm. that they work. Right. What we're doing is we're coming in and we're helping them build another revenue stream because there is a revenue share component between the CPA and the advisor that basically gives that cash flow where it allows that CPA firm to come in and maybe hire new talent. That doesn't necessarily solve what you're referring to because I I hope I'm not offending any CPA out there, but the CPA profession, kind of like our our profession on the advisory side, not the sexiest thing in the world in this day and age, right? But we're, at least on the advisor side, we're trying to get a little bit more kind of progressive with technology and everything else. And the CPAs, I think, are trying to move in that direction. But what we're trying to do is maybe solve for some of those issues where, you know, you're only able to make as much money as the hours that you work. We're coming in and providing a revenue stream that allows for a cash flow to come back into the organization that hopefully they can hire some of that talent. Because not only do you have that gap at the, you know, call it the younger levels, but you also have that gap in between because typically the CPA, the principal of that CPA is the, you know, the rainmaker, the business development, you know, very successful relationship builder. And then there's a gap. We're trying to help coach, if you will, some of these CPA firms to be a little bit more consistent across the the various levels of, of experience within the firm. All right. I get asked this question all the time about (laughs) return on investment and measurement of success. Mm -hmm. Okay. How does a CPA measure a successful relationship with an advisor? Do they come to you and say, okay, Rob, I want 20% growth or I want whatever. How do you help them figure that out? So I think this, you know, that's a really interesting question and it goes back. I was trying to think about something you said up front and about how our conference and, you know, maybe, maybe I just heard this because I wanted to hear it that maybe we're different, right? Where, I do think we're very different because we're not, we look at the world as if we do the right things, it'll come. And we feel like the CPAs that we work with, they look through the same lens, right? It's not, the revenue stream is great, right? And, and there's, there's, especially when, you know, the, uh, the, the um, aggregation that's going on in the CPA world is probably even more so than in our world, right? So you've got these operators at the top of the business that are just trying to push revenue as much as possible. We're great for that. But the CPAs, the practitioners, they're focused on working with their clients, doing the right thing for their clients. Yes, they want to keep the relationship. 
But at the end of the day, what we see many, many times over is that they're in lockstep with us or we're in lockstep with them because it's the right thing to do to provide that support for the clients, especially in this environment right right now where we're at. And that dovetails into some of the things we do on the investment side where we, you know, again, we built our platform with a lens of planning. We built an investment platform with a lens of planning. It's very goals-based. It's very much like liquidity in the short term. And as you move out time horizon, we're ramping up the risk to essentially hit the longer term goals. The CPAs appreciate that because the clients aren't getting whipsawed all over the place. And we're not focused on beating a benchmark, but rather the goals within the respective windows. So it lines up really well, you know, and and it's not, of course, like I said, CPAs are focused on that revenue stream and they, you know, they want that cash flow to continue to build their business. But at the same time, they're providing a broader support platform for their client base that now, again, goes into that wealth management side. So we're very much working in lockstep with the CPA firm. And that's, that's part of our mantra as well, is it's not just about working with CPAs. It's about being that quarterback across the various advisors mm-hmm. that, it, that clients really need to, to stay focused on, right? Insurance advisors, estate planning attorneys, CPAs, advisors, they all need to be talking to one another. And there seems to be a breakdown there, which yeah. we, we're, we're a little shocked by that, but that's very much part of our culture is to help advisors be very much that quarterback and, and communication flow is key. And we want them to really understand how to do that more successfully. And that typically the higher up in terms of wealth and more complexity a client has, the more vital that that component is. One of the objections that I heard from friends of mine who were CPAs and working with financial advisors is they didn't think that the advice that the advisor was giving was actually the best advice for their client from a tax Mm. perspective. How do you help advisors and accountants see the world as similarly as they need to so that they are actually integrated? Another very good question. I think that it goes back to this coordination and this communication element, right? It's not just about passing a lead and that's it. There has to be the back and forth between the two, right? And we spend a lot of time with both the advisor and the CPA to ensure that they are in lockstep across the board because that that's, again, that's where the rubber hits the road. The advisor our advisors are, are, like I said, bringing in new clients. And a lot of that has to do with the client understands that this isn't just one silo. They're looking at it like we are the quarterback. It's a holistic approach. And when I say holistic in this situation, it's about bringing in the other experts and ensuring the client understands that, yes, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I'm, I'm working with your estate planning attorney. I'm working with your insurance advisor. I am working with your CPA. And we're all talking because there could be certain ramifications of a move that, say, your insurance advisor actually does that has serious implications on the tax side. Mm-hmm. So let's make sure it seems very simple, but for some reason it's not happening in our world all the time. Well, and if it's not integrated, you are going to piss somebody off, right? And that breaks down this right. whole integration that you're talking about. Hence integrated partners, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's it's about providing that integration and, you know, integrated support system to that client base. One of the other support systems that I was really fascinated with uh, at your conference, uh, and, and Paul said this from the stage, was that you guys don't shy away from talking about advanced insurance 
techniques right. and planning, right? So you just talked about that. So let, let's break this down. You've got the financial advisor who also could potentially be the insurance advisor, but you brought somebody on stage uh, who all they did was like this crazy level advanced Very estate plan. Yeah, yeah, like there were yeah. guys that right. I didn't understand what was going on. Right. Um, Either do I. Yeah, good. Well, but, but he did. That's <laughs> yeah, what's exactly. important. So there's, I just want everybody to know that this isn't just CPA integration. What they've been looking at is who are all the players that truly need to be able to provide holistic. And I like that you're using holistic in a different way. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody say the word holistic, but they're not actually they're talking about woo, which, hey, look, man, I'm good with that. <laughs> if that's what your clients want, bring it on 100%. I'm in. Right, right. But real holistic, in my opinion, is making sure that you have a multidisciplinary approach to provide the right advice in all aspects right. of that client's life. So I don't know if you just heard at the Riskalyze conference, Brian Hamburger was talking about um, just the fact that advisors have spinning plates, there's a number of them, right? And it, and it made me think about our platform in the sense of, I'm going to back it up a little bit. Advisors probably have 50 things to do on a day-to-day -day sure. basis, right? How can you expect them to know everything about everything as it relates to the financial situation of a client, right? It's just impossible, right? And, and we want to basically be partnered with the advisors that want us to come in and fill those gaps, right? Because they can't be all things to all people. And we don't want them to be. We don't think that's a good idea. So what we have done is we, we bring in, you know, Paula Calm, like special forces. We bring in the special forces on in, in what you're talking about, some advanced insurance um, strategies for, you know, we have a business owner platform where what we're doing is we're helping a lot of times these referrals come in from the CPA who works with business owners. They want to sell their company. Yeah. How does that work? There's advanced, uh, you know, there's advanced planning, estate planning work that needs to be done. Then what happens when they get the proceeds? That's where some insurance com uh, components come into play. Mm -hmm. The advisor may not have ever been in front of a, you know, $50, $100 million opportunity. And suddenly this has been thrusted on them, mm -hmm. but we're essentially an extension of their business model, if you will. And we're bringing in that insurance expert and it might be some hedging strategies. Mm -hmm. It might be some monetization strategies, tax ramification strategies. But again, it's gotta be in concert with that CPA yeah. and the advisor. So what we did is we went out and worked with a couple insurance providers that are very sophisticated. Mm -hmm. It's not like long-term care. It's not like doing any of these term life insurance. We'll, we'll provide that on a one-off situation, yeah. but it's more about providing on the, what we call the complexity curve, moving up the complexity curve where it, uh, clients are running into situations that require that type of strategy. So that person who was on stage, mm -hmm. there was an estate planning attorney on stage exactly. with him and they right. were just like going, going at it and, man. and it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there thinking, man, I have never seen a, a, a two people on stage. First off, it was, it was so, it, and you could see advisors, just their gears turning yeah. like, Oh my God, I never knew this and this. And, hearing the estate planning attorney having an, a beneficial and powerful conversation with somebody who, and I'm air quoting here, sells insurance, yep. it was beautiful. I mean, it's, that's our model, yeah. right? We have, a, we have an individual who runs our business owner platform who has a JD, he's a non-practicing attorney, but a JD in estate planning. 
right? And he's got a master's in taxation. Really riveting conversations we're going to have with him, right? But he's a, he's a good guy. I'm on there. He's a good guy. But my point being is that he, in many cases, will come in because that level of sophistication is getting so high up there that the, the advisor doesn't necessarily have that skill set, maybe because they've never been there before. Mm-hmm. But they're they're being pulled into it for the for the ride, so to speak, and then we're bringing in the other experts. But that that advisor is always the quarterback, and they're working again. It's one of those where we want to make sure that the client understands that the relationship is very much between the advisor and the client, but the advisor is bringing in the specific ex- experts, the special forces yeah. wherever need be, and that in our mind works very very well. All right. My favorite question to ask uh, is what should I have asked you that I didn't? What is uh, on the horizon for integrated? So Paul has actually just written a book with an advisor of ours, as well as Russ Allen Prince. Uh, It's about uh, fee-based planning and working with CPAs exactly what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's going to be released in the next couple of weeks. We're very excited about that. Um, Otherwise, you know, we're just, we're very excited about, I mean, it's, it's very counterintuitive to say this market is a blessing. It's, it's actually something that has been a long time coming. You know, I, I find it very interesting. Again, I'm going to go back to my Bear Stearns days Mm -hmm. where I see some advisors out there panicking. This time is different. Well, this time is not the financial crisis where, you know, we had systemic issues and loss of uh, confidence and stuff like that. This is a natural, in my opinion, this is just a natural downturn that mm-hmm. it's been a 12-year ride. Right. It's right? been a long and, ride. Man. And we've been preparing for that. Mm-hmm. And our firm actually has handled this extremely well. We are down. Let, let's be honest. Everybody's down. We're down in the low single, we're, we're down about 7 8% for mm-hmm. the year. You know, I mean, it's in, and that's a testament to our approach. Our advisors are all open architecture. They, they are free to do, obviously, compliance-wise. They, we got them in, in the guardrails there. But as it relates to how they run their business, they are really running their own entrepreneurial business mm-hmm. model. But it goes back to our philosophy that they tie into, they buy into, they believe this planning approach is crucial. And it's showing, you know, it's actually being, we're seeing the success of it right now with this market. All right. Somebody wants a copy of the book. We're going to make sure that we have a link to something right. in our show notes, correct? Yeah. Okay. We've got a, we got a thumbs up across the board. All right. Dude, it's always a pleasure. It was so much fun hanging out with you at your conference. Uh, Thank you for what you guys do. I really do think that what you guys have built is a game changer in the industry. What sort of advisor are you looking for? So if somebody hears this and they're like, oh my God, I've been waiting for this. I mean, you can't take everybody, I'm assuming. So who are you looking for? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, it's it's one of those where we are very careful. You know, everybody talks about culture and I'm not going to get into it too much, but we are focused on maintaining that culture. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurial advisors, right? They, they want to go take a practice and build a business or they already built a business and they want to take it to the next level. What we hear all the time is I've built a, you know, a significant, maybe hundred, $200 million practice and I want to double it, but I don't want to double my client base. Yeah. How can we essentially double the revenue without double the client base? That goes back to the CPA program right. and some of the other things that we do that helps the advisor go up that, what we talked about before, that complexity curve to work mm-hmm. with higher end opportunities. So we're looking for advisors that are very much 
aligned on the the planning approach, the holistic approach, believes that centers of influences like CPAs are very important and and really want to grow their business. Rob, thanks for everything, dude. Really appreciate you having me, Matt. Thanks as always. All right, everybody. uh, Just a couple of very, very quick points. Uh, Number one, uh, we'll make sure we have show notes uh, and links to all of the links, including to connect with you, Rob, and we'll make sure that that's in there. Uh, But number two, hey, if you want to dip your toe in the water and find out a little bit more about like the process of maybe doing some joint marketing with CPAs, uh, in our uh, PodRocket Academy, you can actually find out because we've got courses in there about this. Uh, so we'd love for you to join the Pod Rocket Academy. Uh, that would be fantastic. But most importantly, um, is this your year, right? Think about that, you as an advisor, right? Is this the year that you're going to finally make that change to do something you've always wanted to do, which is to build a deeper relationship with CPAs in your area and other advanced planning things so you can upscale your business. Is this the year? If your answer is yes, then you need to reach out to everybody at Integrated and find out more about how you can join them. All right, so for everybody at Integrated, this is Matt Haller, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the PodRocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.